Listener Production. Car Sales acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Well, we found the, the choice of car seat somewhat overwhelming, so we put a lot of time and effort and consideration into it to make sure that we got the best and the safest product to protect the most important thing in our lives. Keeping kids safe in the car is on a lot of parents' minds, and I should know, I've got a four-year-old. Hi, I'm Erin Mullen, and welcome to Everything You Auto Know, an educational series about everything you ought to know about cars. Here to put our minds at ease is Tace Clifford, founder of babydrive.com.au. Tace, so great to chat to you. I want to talk to you about car seats for kids. So tell me, are they all created equal? Well, it's a very big uh, question. There's obviously a lot of them on the market, lots of different brands and all different prices. So they kind of can range from, you know, $100 to $1,000. So it does depend on your budget as well. They do all have to meet an Australian standard. You know, some meet it and some really exceed the standard. And there is an independent organisation called CREP and that they um, crash test and safety test all the child seats on the market. So you can go online and you can read their reports, and that's a really good thing to do for any child seat that you're thinking of buying. So it's a good place to start. I remember going and buying the first car seat for my, well, the imminent arrival of my now four-and-a-half-year-old, and I remember the lady saying, oh, they're all amazing, they're all really safe, but this one's good if you get hit on the side. And I was like, oh, my Lord, well, I have to get that one just in case. So I feel like you you, you want to do the best, don't you, when it's kids' safety involved? Yeah, exactly. And you, um, people always tell you maybe sometimes scare stories like that or I remember choosing the second child seat for my first child because my friend had to put her child into it and turned him forward-facing and he'd stopped crying in the car. And that was literally the reason I bought it. I mean, obviously, I did a quick check for its safety and price and things like that as well. Can you tell me which way you're meant to face the car seats and then when you know to change? In Australia, at the moment, the law is birth to six months. They have to be rear-facing. However, that's a really tricky subject. Everybody kind of has a debate about it because rear-facing is much more safe for the child. Um, but it does depend on the size of the child and also what's safer, the child screaming its head off because it's rear-facing at two years old and you having a crash because you're so distracted by your screaming child yeah. or turning them forward-facing at you know, a year or two years and being able to concentrate better because you haven't got screaming in the car. So it's a really difficult debate, but on the whole, they are safer rear-facing. Something that I don't find particularly nice and simple is installing the car seats in. Can you tell me, is there an easier way? Because it's always been dad's job. Oh. But now I'm a single mum. I need to learn how to do it myself. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, how long have you got, Erin? This is a, <laughs> a big one. So basically, yeah, it depends on the seat, depends on the vehicle. Um, also, if you've got them forward-facing or rear-facing, and if you're turning their seat from forward-facing to rear-facing, have you swapped everything on the seat to be configured for that way around. 
So it is a bit of a minefield, but once you know it, it's really nice and simple. You can also get it done somewhere as well, can't you? I used to take mine to kind of, you know, the baby bunting or, or one of those stores, and they sometimes have someone on an allocated day that does it for you. Yes, and yay for them, I say. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I didn't do my job, I would definitely uh, be there. I have a great child seat fitter um, a few streets away from me, and I think they don't cost very much. They're, you know, sometimes they're free if you've bought your seat from baby bunting or other shops I believe sometimes they install them for free or you know it's only about $50 to have them installed and there's no point spending hundreds of dollars on a child seat and then not installing it properly because it's not going to do the job you want it to do so I would definitely say use a child seat fitter for your first child seat or every time you buy a completely new one and the best thing they can do is teach you how to use it so how to install it yourself, how to move it yourself or convert it from rear-facing to forward-facing. Also, get them to teach you how to check it and adjust it. I've had so many friends that they've had their child seat installed and then they don't touch it again because they're too scared to touch it again after the installer's done it. <laughs> and then, you know, a few months later, I'm popping their child in for them and, and I'm like, why on earth is this like this? And they're like, oh, I don't touch it. That's how it was when they installed it. And I'm like, no, that strap's come really loose because, you know, it's been moving around in a car for three months, yes. you know. That's a really good point because I, I don't think I ever check it in between maybe those big intervals. The other thing, question without notice, that I haven't done, <laughs> I don't think since buying this car seat is remove the cloth and wash. And I tell you what, it is disgusting. We should be doing that just from a hygienic point of view, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the other thing I find when I move the car seat from car to car each week is, oh my goodness, if I turn them <laughs> upside down, the amount of sultanas or pretzels that fall out <laughs> yeah, is, just, or maybe, you know, a bit of carrots or... Uh, like Mary Poppins' bag. I don't know where she gets half the stuff, given she's four, <laughs> so she can't go to a shop and get it herself. So it's <laughs> it's quite bizarre. Uh, booster seats, when does that come into play and, and what's the difference between a booster seat and a car seat? Yeah, so if you think they're rear-facing in a harnessed child seat. So that's the one where the harness is attached to the seat itself and you clip it in and put their arms through and everything. So that's the harnessed one. So it's got an inbuilt um, seatbelt harness to the seat. So they're in that rear facing until minimum six months or they meet the height marker. Then you turn that harness seat or you buy a different harness seat forward facing. So they're still harnessed. Then from four years old until seven or older, 10. And that's where they use the car's seatbelt rather than a harness seatbelt. But um, something I have learned on this is don't be really enthusiastic to put your four-year-old with a car's seatbelt because it's really easy for them to undo it. If you've got a child that maybe still fights you to go in the car, to be able to kind of pin them in and do that harness up and they can't get out is gold. If you've got a four-year-old that just or a five-year-old that just can pop the seatbelt off, then you're in trouble. Uh, You mentioned quite a few of the the rules and regulations, but just generally the laws around baby seats so that parents who are going to buy one can make sure that clearly they're complying. Is it what you've mentioned or is there anything else that we kind of need to be across? So you can't use seats from other countries. They need to have complied with the Australian standards If you're coming here on holiday, you can't bring your seat from, say, you live in the UK, you can't bring your seat with you. While you're here, you have to travel using one that meets the Australian standard. So in Australia, every child seat has to use a top tether anchorage strap. 
So that's the metal bar that's normally really nice and clearly labelled on the back of your seat or just in the boot there. Um, Sometimes it's in the ceiling. So you have to have that attached correctly. Your seat can't have been in a crash either. Even if it's untouched, even if it was just a, a little one? Yeah. So some manufacturers, they will take the seat back and replace it for you for free and they use that seat then for testing. They can't be more than 10 years old as well. Um, if you've got to keep your child in this thing or multiple children in, in these seats for seven years, it depends how many children you've got. This might be 15 years of your life that you've got these seats, you know, that, that have to work in your, in your car. And Yeah, there's some big fines for incorrectly installed child seats or children not being in them while you're travelling, um, which I know in Queensland is $1,078. And look, to be honest, I'd, I'd very much support that, given what's at stake. You know, yeah, you've got to you got to get it right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've been I've pulled up at the lights before and was sitting there and looked up. It was a Pajero Sport, and I looked up at it, and uh, there was this kid like just clambering around at the window, oh, and um, obviously just popped themselves out somehow. They yeah. seemed like little Houdini acts, and mm. um, yeah, <laughs> kind of wound down the window, and the mum wound hers down. I said. Did you know you got a little one uh, getting about in the back? And she was like, no. And, you know, (laughs) (laughs) had to pull over and rustle him back in. Oh, it's hard work. It's hard work mothering. Now, we've covered safety to to a fair degree. Finally, I want to ask you, what other type of things should you be looking for when you walk into a shop and you're buying a car seat for your baby in terms of comfort, you know, his features? What, What else is important to consider? So I think it starts with your budget. And also how many cars you've got. So if, you, if you're a two-car family, then you might want to consider buying two child seats. So say your budget's $1,000, you might want to consider buying two $500 child seats rather than one $1,000 child seat that you're going to have to move constantly. Torture. Exactly. I think we did for my first daughter, we bought one capsule and two bases so we could ah, leave, yes. yeah, but that only works with capsules. But um, yes, yeah, think about your budget and have a bit of an idea. You can ask other mums. I think we're a great source of information for each other. And you've got to make sure it's going to be the right type of seat for the age or size of your child as well. And um, also, you know, the seats range in age. So you've got capsules for really tiny newborns, but then you've also got child seats that will go from zero to eight years. You've got to think, am I going to buy three different child seats? Am I going to buy one that does the whole thing? It really depends on your budget um, and, and your life. And also, how many children have you got? And how many are you going to have? It's easy with the first child because you think, I'm just going to buy the biggest and the most padded and, and the most expensive and the best. And then if you have one or, you know, if, even if you have one more child and then grandma wants to sit in the back and you're like, oh, hang on a minute, grandma can't sit in the back anymore. So... If you can plan ahead like that and you know we definitely want to have two children or three children and you know what your car is, then you can find out which child seats you'll be able to get two in and an adult or three child seats in the back and which ones will last you longer. And I definitely think sometimes the ones that are slightly more expensive and have the nicer fabrics, the nicer fabrics, they tend to last longer and kind of look nicer for longer is what I've found through personal experience. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's worth that little bit of extra investment. Gosh, it's funny, isn't it? Your first kids, your camera roll is literally a thousand a day and your second child, it's like one photo a year of their feet if they're lucky. <laughs> I feel so guilty about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we feel guilty about everything. We're mums. That's that's just how we roll. Uh, Taste Clifford, this has been so incredibly eye-opening. Uh, you are brilliant and I, I wish I could call you my friend so that you could come over and put my child in the seat and fix it up for me <laughs> at regular intervals. I'll work on that. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the chat. Thanks, Evan. Keeping our kids safe in the car is easy when you have the right tools to do it. Now, we've discussed everything from your first car to what's under the hood of a car to how to keep your kids safe in the back seat of a car. And in the next episode, we talk about selling cars with Cara Faella, Marketing Manager at Car Sales. If you're looking to maximise the sale price of your car, then selling privately is for you. And there are alternative ways to sell, including um, listing on other automotive marketplaces or even social marketplaces. So it's really about what your selling preferences are and where you think you'll find the right buyer for your car and get the best result. That's next time. Bye for now. This podcast is a listener production hosted by me, Erin Molan, and made in partnership with Car Sales. Executive producer is Todd Stevens, producer is Kelsey Menzies, and audio by Kelly Fulston. Listener.